and real average fantasy football is back for week nine. With you, I'm Kevin. My co-host Josh is on vacation, so I have managed a substitute guest co-host, we can say. Um, yeah, he's here for, uh, for all of our listeners. Oh, right then. My name's Oliver, and I will be here doing this real average fantasy football thing with my good friend Kevin. Are you going to be like this the whole time? Like, I got you on here. You said you were going to do this. No, no, no. I've got this. However, I will say that you should be a nicer to your guests you know warm and welcoming is not the ambiance that i'm feeling from you personally all right fine Uh, all right fine so oliver how are you doing why thank you for asking kevin i'm doing pretty well you know i uh Flew over from across the Atlantic. I I did the quarantine for two weeks. Came over. Did another quarantine for two weeks. Just to be able to be on your show. Where you were quite rude to me from the start. But we have addressed that. And now you're being very pleasant, I will say. Alright, well, uh, do you want to get to this and... Hit us with that real average fantasy football advice. Oh, absolutely I would. Can't be all that difficult. It isn't rugby now, is it? This is just going to be an all-episode thing with you, isn't it? Again, Kevin, absolutely. Rugby is actually difficult. They hit people. They get hit. There's none of these... Wamby pamby penalties and these yellow flags that get thrown. And what are the red ones? Why do the red ones get thrown? So, none of these things really have a, a true effect on fantasy football. I mean, yeah, sometimes a challenge play can turn over a, a nice chunk of yardage or something, or a penalty can extend a drive and maybe your guy gets a touchdown. But let's let's try and focus on the fantasy football aspect of it. Can you do that for me, Oliver? Like, please, just just focus here. You gotta stick to fantasy football. Right then. So, um, so you do these things known as waiver ads, do you? Yeah, yeah, that's what we do. That's one of the things we do on the show. Right then. Christian Wade, waiver ad him. Who, who, who is Christian Wade? Oliver, who, who is that person? Christian Wade has scored 82 tries in the Premiership Rugby League. That is fourth on the list, the record list of most tries scored. 
That's something to consider. The man knows what he's doing. For our listeners out there, I am just blankly staring at Oliver because... Why? Why Why is this a thing? Why are we talking about rugby? Because, Kevin, rugby is a man's sport. And this Christian Wade is a true man. Played rugby first and then went to this American Football League, as you like to call it. I, I don't call it that. It's just the football. It's just the NFL. Right then, I forgot you Americans like to think that this is your thing, even though it's not even real football. You stole that name from the rest of the world. Anyway, back to Christian Wade. The man is a fantastic wing. He's a he's a what? He's a wing? What is what position is that? He's not even It says here he's a member on the Bills practice squad. He's a running back on the Bills practice squad. What are you talking about? What I am talking about is adding Christian Wade. The man is a gem. He's owned in 0% of leagues. Of course he's owned in 0% of leagues. He hasn't taken an offensive snap on the season. Why would anyone want to own him? I don't know, Kevin. Why would anyone want to talk about a long snapper? That just seems bloody boring what they do. All they do is throw it backwards. That's all they do. What? You have a bizarre obsession with long snappers and it probably needs to go away. Well, that was just rude and uncalled for. Long snappers are a thing of the future and the present simultaneously. It's what they do, they do it all. Anyway, um, uh, Christian Wade, I guess. Um, we can, you, if you want, uh, you go ahead and add him. He's, uh, He's probably available because it's, again, the man's rostered in 0% of ESPN leagues. Um, if he scores a touchdown this year, I will... No, not I will. Oliver here will go ahead and run a naked mile. That's alright with me, as long as it's warmer than this 30 degree nonsense you have going on here. And since I'm the one that said add him... I'm uh, just going to go ahead and say I'm willing to do that, because the man's going to do it. Anyway, do you have any relevant players that you want to talk about, or is it just this Christian Wade that you have come here spouting nonsense about? Absolutely, Kevin. However, I will just say that there is no one more relevant than your Christian Wade in this American Football League. But I do have a few others. First on my list is one 
Wayne Goldman. Now, of course, this is all dependent on Devonta Freeman's status, but the lad does have a touchdown in two consecutive games. It's not a try, but it's something. He is 25% owned. 30 points total in the last two games. I'd say uh, if Mr. Freeman does not play, this guy's a good, good sub-in. Next, we're going to jump to a different position, the position of wide receiver, Darnell Mooney. This chap is 6% owned. His last game, 5 receptions, 69 yards, and another one of these touchdowns. He also has 6 straight games with 5 or more targets. What is that you say? Volume equates to what? What? What is it? Fantasy relevance? Uh. Uh. Anyway, next up is this Mr. Stafford. Is it Matthew Stafford? This man happens to be. 65% owned, so maybe, maybe not available in your particular league. However, this this quarterback position is kind of a weird one, is it not? I mean, yeah, there was some, uh, there were some hot topic draft choices for a quarterback, and then... There were some real hot ones at the beginning of the year, and there were some nice waiver ads in the beginning of the year, and then it kind of has uh, fizzled out because the the starting role has... They've all cemented for teams, pretty much. I mean, you have injuries, whatnot. Like the unfortunate situation with Dak. But uh, that quarterback situation hasn't been going great. Ah, yes. You must be talking about... Those cowboys, they do not look good. Can't even pretend to make that sound nice. They just suck. Yeah, they're uh, they're pretty bad. But uh, anyway, what about this Mr. Stafford? Do you like? Well, uh, he plays this team from Minnesota in week nine... They also kind of suck, don't they? Yeah, I guess. You're right. Another thing is... The Lions' schedule actually... May favour this Mr. Stafford. Uh, how, uh, how so? Uh, care to divulge a little bit on that? But of course, Kevin... So we have this team from Minnesota. They tend to lose a lot. Even though they did win last weekend. However, that Mr. Rogers, he did put up a nice little chunk of fantasy points for this fantasy world that you and your friends play all too much. 
But anyway, so we have this team from Minnesota. Then this Washington, also not great. Then Carolina, Houston, they have given up a bunch of points. Then in week 13, they play the Bears, not great. 14, they got Green Bay, just gave up a buttload of points to those Vikings, who suck. Then Tennessee, and finally Tampa Bay, which Daniel Jones did uh, did some things there, and he's not great either. So we got we got all those things to think about. Uh, wow, that's weird. You uh, actually look at a schedule and kind of figured that out. And uh, yeah, I mean they're not all great. Tampa Bay, not not sure I'd do that, but uh, week sixteen. Who knows? Tampa Bay could be benching a lot of players. Stafford could uh, go off. You never know. What of uh? So you uh, you hit a running back, a wide receiver. That was a quarterback. You gonna follow this pattern of uh jumping from position to position? Why, of course. This next thing, is George Kittle. Not saying. I'm not saying play him. Because he's probably dead. Not really, but close. Anyway, this George Kittle fellow, he was excellent. However, now he's not. Because he's broken. Very broken, that is. So. This. The American football teams have this thing called a depth chart. So, I went and looked at it, and this Jordan Reed fellow, 3% owned, and when he fails in, he produces. However, something to think about, something to ponder with this Reed fellow. Not exactly a rugby player he is. Kind of made a glass. Yeah, that's actually something I've talked about on the show when uh, Kittle's gotten injured earlier in the season. Reed produced, then went to the IR. Um, still is technically on the IR, but still is allowed to practice. Niners hoping to lift that. So they can add another offensive weapon in because, as we know, Debo's down for a couple more weeks. Jimmy G's done for the season. Mostert's still out. Coleman back out. Uh, every other running back they have is pretty much dead, too. Um, McKinnon's healthy but just sits because he's tired. I, I don't know. It's just bizarre to me. Also bizarre to me. Just shows these chaps are not a rugby player. Not at all. Nope. That's probably why they're playing football. Because uh, they also get paid and they get to keep their teeth.
It's like a like a win-win, I guess you can call it. I will have you know, the average salary for a rugby player is around twenty-five thousand American. Yeah, well, a league minimum for the NFL is uh like seven hundred thousand or some. Sh- I don't. Three quarters of a million dollars. Blimey. Well then, I suppose I will continue my list. I, uh, I have a defense. Yeah. And it's this, uh, this Washington football team. Now, uh, they're not great, but they do play these New York Giants. And, uh, as I mentioned, this Daniel Jones isn't great either. He throws these interceptions quite often. And those fellas, that Washington football team, only 23% owned. So, uh, found that to be quite the bargain. I can't believe you actually did that. What? Did what? What did I do? You know, like, actually give somewhat relevant fantasy advice and uh, actually shut up about rugby for ten minutes. You mean rugby and Christian Wade who needs to be owned in 100% of leagues? Fine. Whatever. I, uh, I have a few names to add to that list as well. Um, started off the season pretty horrible, uh, but, uh, I guess he's found the fountain of youth over in Indianapolis. Philip Rivers, 11% owned. We all know how he started the season. However, the Colts are winning some way, somehow. Philip Rivers has six touchdown passes in his last two games. Not to mention the fact that he got over 22 last week, over 24 week six against Cincinnati. Yes, that was against Cincinnati. Last week was against Detroit. He's got Baltimore in week nine. That's not ideal. However, you do have to factor in that Baltimore just lost a good little chunk of their defense to the vid here. So, uh, Desperate for it, uh, Philip Rivers is slinging the ball again and doing so with success. Plus, uh, looking forward, Week 10, Tennessee, they give up plays. Uh, week 11, Green Bay, we see what happens with them. 12, Tennessee again, 13, Houston, 14, Vegas, 15, Houston, and the only matchup I really don't like is actually week 16 here, Pittsburgh. Um, they're, uh, they will take Old Man Rivers and simply dispose of him. They sure will. Um, who knows? Maybe Philip Rivers, uh, he's not going to do that 20-point Juju Magumbo that he pulled off 
past couple weeks, but he could very easily be a safe floor. So what I want to know is how is Philip Rivers doing all this and still the wide receivers in Indianapolis are doing goddamn nothing. Yes, I was wondering that myself. I thought this T.Y. Hilton was supposed to be, what do you Americans say, a stud? Yeah, yeah he, was, he was supposed to be a stud. Uh, he's kind of been the other side of that coin, which would be a dud. Yep, he's a... I'm going to go into my next player now. Matt Breida. Um, this is brand new, literally, as I was going through the uh, waiver wire, preparing my notes for the show. Gaskins is out already, so that's bad news for us Gaskins owners. Um... We all know he limped off the field. I was hoping maybe that that was just like a get him out of there because we're winning. Don't need him. Don't need to risk it. Um, apparently not. Gaskins is is out for week nine. Plan accordingly there. Um. Brita, however, 20% owned. Good chance he's available in your league. He's going to get the volume. And uh, as we know, volume equates to fantasy relevance. That it surely does. Anyway, two is at quarterback. So uh, hopefully let's do some run first offense. If we are taking Brita. Uh, next up, going to go to a wide receiver. Another guy we mention every week is Tim Patrick. Oh, yes, Mr. Patrick. I, uh, I've heard his name multiple times on your show because I listen to it all the time, every episode, because it's worth it. But, uh, this Tim Patrick, I've looked him up. 26% owned. Granted, he is questionable. Is this my segment or your segment? Wait, who's doing the Tim Patrick notes? You had your chance. You missed it. So, uh, my turn. My apologies. Do you go on? Anyway, yeah, um... He's 26% on questionable for this week. Okay, whatever. Um, he's playing the Falcons. Well, the Broncos are playing the Falcons. And if he does play, boom game coming for Tim Patrick. Because the Falcons can't stop anyone with their secondary. Unless apparently you are the Panthers. So... That's cool. Still, uh, that one still stings. I bet it does. You and uh, you and Josh were all about the Panthers players, and then they all sank very quickly. It did not go well for you. You or Josh, absolutely horrible. Yeah, it was. It was horrible. Um, still one. Still one. 
uh, in spite of Teddy Bridgewater's 12 points he got me in my streamer spot. It's okay because I'm dropping him and never starting him again. So uh, anyway, next player, Tyler Irvin. This guy is probably second string on the Green Bay running back depth chart, um, which brings me to the apparent first string running back for the Green Bay Packers. That's Dexter Williams. Um, this dude was just elevated off the practice squad because A.J. Dillon is out with the vid. Jamal Williams is out because he was in close contact with A.J. Dillon. And Aaron Jones is apparently still out. Um, he had a projected score at one point, then had a projected score of zero, then went back to having a projected score. And the last I checked, it was still a, it was not still, it was back to a projected score of zero, but questionable was next to his name. I don't think Aaron Jones plays, given that it's a Thursday night game. I think that if this was a Sunday game, Jones would be in. I think we can expect to see Jones back week 10. The uh, the short rest to try and get back in week three here is just not ideal. Oi! I agree. Not ideal at all. However, the rugby player would be in there. Sure thing he would. A rugby player would be in there getting his teeth smashed in with his... Uh, $25,000 salary. Uh, <clears throat> that, uh... That's going to sum up... Uh, Dexter Williams, by the way, is owned in, like, 1% of leagues. Probably none, to be honest. I didn't even check, because I know it's none. Um, I'm going to take a huge shot in the dark and say this jumps up 50 to 60% over the next two days. Tomorrow when 24-hour waiver leagues close up or uh, waivers close. And then Thursday morning when the 48-hour leagues close up. Uh, this guy's uh, ownership is going to jump up 50 to 60%. There's there's no doubt in my mind. he uh, He's going to be a top 20 play. I know he's playing the Niners. Um Niners are banged up to bejesus, so it's really just uh, finally a nice segue into the Thursday night game of Packers-Niners. Well, um, Oliver, what do you think about this? Are you asking my opinion? That's it. I mean, I asked you on the show, so, like, it's expected you would give your opinion. Yes. Granted, you kind of ramble a lot. Yeah, it's a it's a theme on the show. We tend to ramble and then get sidetracked, and next thing you know, we're talking about Shia LaBeouf. Why? What do you mean, why? He's amazing and great. Why wouldn't you talk about Shia LaBeouf? Because, as I recall, it has nothing to do with football. Unless, does he play football? With Christian Wade, maybe. Shut up. Anyway, back on track. We got the Niners and Packers as the Thursday night game. And as I just previously mentioned, the running back situation is 
Someone just threw a grenade into that situation. Uh, Jones likely out. Jamal Williams out. Uh, A.J. Dillon out. The big thing to think of here is who is going to back up Aaron Jones when Aaron Jones is back? Is it going to be this Dexter Williams guy or... Oh, perhaps Christian Wade. Well, it can't be Christian Wade, but he's not even a member of the Packers. What if they, uh, they do this trade thing you always speak of? Well, they can't do that because the trade deadline was seven hours ago now. And uh, last I know, no one traded for Christian Wade. Because no one gives a crap about Christian Wade except for my substitute co-host, Oliver. Well, of course I care about Christian Wade. He's a rugby player and also the best athlete out there. And back to Thursday night. Uh, uh, I, I'm personally going to go ahead and start Aaron Rodgers. He had a... Real good game, fantasy-wise, last week. Uh, didn't pan out great, you know, as a, an actual football game for them. I, uh, I see him coming out pretty pissed off with a, once again, broken San Francisco 49ers team. What about you, Oliver? I'm going to go ahead and agree with your statement on one Mr. Aaron Rodgers. He, uh, he put up those points, connected well with Adams. However, they did lose the game, and that's all that matters in the end. Unless you are Kevin and his friends, who obsess over fantasy football to... A borderline dangerous level, I dare say. Well, uh, that's your opinion, and you are allowed to have it. Um, but also, kindly, shut up. No, I believe as the guest host, I should not shut it. Um, not exactly what a host should do. Anyway, I, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say if this Jordan Reed fellow plays that I mentioned earlier, he's, uh, he's going to have a nice game. All the, uh, all the options in San Francisco are apparently dead. Um, uh, new quarterback too, and, uh, Tight ends are always a safe bet for a quarterback. Short passes, short completions, completions add up to points, and yardage adds up to even more points. So, Jordan Reed, I, uh, on the other side of the ball, do not like Robert Tunyon. Had a, had a monster game a few weeks back, but that was when Devontae Adams was not playing. Now that Devontae Adams is playing, Tonyan has lost lots of targets. Also has lost a few more targets to the other tight ends in Green Bay. 
Can also catch. It's a it's a spread spread out three system tight end that uh, does not bode well for fantasy relevance. That it does not, Oliver. We can uh, we can both agree on that. I um I said I was slowly exiting the Robert Tanyan cab last week. Uh, actually dropped the guy. He didn't have a great game, for the record, neither did my other tight end, but hoping that turns the corner. Big old Janu's due for a nice game. Ah, yes, big old Janu Smith of the Tennessee Titans. He's had a rough go of it past few weeks, not to mention the team was more or less shut down due to COVID. That is no longer the case, as... Here at Real Average Fantasy Football, as reported. I would like to add one more player. This Jamichael Eisty, running back for the San Francisco 49ers. Young fellow. Strong, strong legs. Not to mention the Green Bay Packers are just abysmal against the run. And... The 49ers really don't know how to do anything else other than the run. Uh, I did mention Jordan Reed. That would be the pass catcher that I want to go with if the man is active. After that, I go with Aisty. And possibly McKinnon. Although the man did not have a great game last week. Three rushing attempts for minus one yard. Salvaged his day with a touchdown. So, uh, what about you, Kevin? What, uh, what do you want to, anyone else you want to start? <coughs> um, well, uh, yeah, hasty. I'm going to go with him. I don't think I'm going to go with McKinnon. Uh, I think they're going to stick with the young guy, hasty. I think Hasty's gonna have a real good game. McKinnon has just—he's just looked tired, and I guess that's why they've been giving him days off. Uh, makes no sense to me again. But uh, yeah. Uh, also, real quick, if I—I know I've always said I hate starting players on Thursday night, but uh, if you're real desperate, my boy Ayuk. Uh, had a huge game against Seattle. Big game against New England two weeks ago as well. Over the last two weeks, he's got 14 receptions, over 200 yards receiving, and a touchdown. And uh, guy's the number one receiver in San Francisco now. So uh, if he is still available somehow in your league, probably not. 80% rostered, jumped up 60%. In the last week or so, go ahead and just safely plug him into the lineup. Um, Kendrick Bourne would be second on the wide receiver depth chart there, and he finished last last week's game, eight receptions for 81 yards, so 16 points right there. It's more of a desperation play because it's a Thursday. 
Thursday night game. We all know I really hate Thursday night games because when I start the players, they decide to suck. And then when I bench them, they decide to have like 40 points. So it's a real great time. Well, uh, folks, that's, uh, that's all for me. That's all from me. Uh, we have a real shortened segment, real quick. Just a few players here and there. Um, I will mention... I will mention to keep an eye on the Ravens' backfield. Mark Ingram still questionable for Week 9. J.K. Dobbins, 58% rostered. He got touches. He had some nice yardage. He might have actually made a push to be a starting running back in that backfield. Uh, And Gus Edwards... Also had a decent game, too. And he is the one that got in the end zone. Uh, Gus Edwards had the yardage. um, uh, No, not Gus Edwards. J.K. Dobbins had the yardage. Gus Edwards had the touchdown and one more rushing attempt. However, J.K. Dobbins put up more yardage. About 20... 20 to 30 more yards, so uh, something to keep an eye on there. Um, I uh, I actually added Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins in various leagues. Like we've always said, volume equates to points. It's what has been keeping David Montgomery fantasy relevant this entire season. Ah, yes, Mr. Montgomery, all five foot two of him. I am... Uh, I believe Matt Nagy's trying to get that man killed. I don't know why. Don't know what he did to him. But, uh... Doesn't seem to like the little fella. Yeah, it's a... It's a mystery what Matt Nagy's doing as a head coach, too. Um, but on that note... We, um... There's not a whole lot of people I like starting. Obviously, you got Adams. Rogers. This is the Thursday night game. Adams is an obvious start. I think Rodgers has proven that he is a must-start 95% of the time. Um, You just have to figure out when those 5% are or if you're willing to, you know, bite the bullet and take those low-scoring games. Like the one he did against the Bucks. It's up to you. Um, I would probably be plugging Rodgers in and playing him every week if I had him, if I had drafted him. That's just me, though. What about you, Oliver? Oh, absolutely. I would absolutely be plugging Aaron Rodgers in, especially over Garner Minshew. And on that note, folks, Kevin, I'd like to thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Pleasure's all on this side of the desk. Well then, stay average, folks.